1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk, is proud to bring you The Rick Chamberlain Show. The Rick Chamberlain Show is brought to you by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager. Milano's Pizza Subs and Taps, creating delicious memories since 1969. On Brown Street, near the University of Dayton campus, Premier Health is proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. Here's the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hansgen, and University of Dayton head football coach, Rick Chamberlain. And good evening, everyone, and welcome to Milano's on Brown Street in our final edition of the uh, Rick Chamberlain Show for this Flyer football season. Dayton coming off a 41-13 win over Stetson on the road Saturday. We'll finish up this season at home this coming Saturday at noon against Davidson. Of course, more about that coming up. Also, we're going to meet uh, two members of this uh, Flyer football team, one on the offensive side of the line, the other on the defensive side of the line, when we learn more from uh, Brian Stevens and Kyle Finnick. But, Coach, uh, we had talked before the game on, uh, on Saturday um, that uh, what you wanted was a fast start and a complete game. You got part of it, and you almost had a complete game. We did, Larry. There was only about a four-minute span there in the first half. I felt like they had the momentum. We weren't playing very well at that moment, and I, I think we were back on our heels. But other than that four minutes there, I thought all in all we played a very good game. And, and, and it's fortuitous and no coincidence that both Kyle and Brian will be with us tonight because I thought those two lines – offensively and defensively, collectively, everyone who took a snap out there might have had their best game as a unit. As a unit, I would agree. And going into it, I know from a defensive standpoint, we were telling our guys we felt like we were better than their offensive line. And, but we had to show it. We had to execute. We had to make the plays, uh, get some press rush, all those things. And then when I watched their D-line against our offensive line, going into the game, I thought this is going to be a challenge. They, they had a D-tackle, defensive end, I thought were very good. But the execution by Brian and the other guys really opened up, especially in that second half, and uh, opened up some great holes. They made adjustments versus one particular look that allowed uh, Jake Chisholm to, to get some big chunks of yardage. You know, going into the game, uh, Stetson... And, and it was no secret what their defensive game plan is, is that they want to stop the run. They want to force you to be one-dimensional, throw the ball. They feel like their defensive backs are better athletes than their opponent's receivers, and they can cover them one-on-one. -on -one. Well, two things happened. You came out, and uh, your offensive coordinator, uh, uh, Jim Collins, said, we're going to throw the ball at you and, and take you deep. And, uh, well, you know what? Dayton had better athletes than the, uh, than the Stetson athletes out there on the perimeter. They did. I mean, all of them, Luke Brenner and Joe Swanson and um, Sam Bubonics. And, and, you know, Larry, it wasn't just the idea of speed. It was route running. They really ran precision routes that even being man-to-man -man caused, the, caused uh, the secondary for Stetson to have some problems in which got the guys breaking away from them and then Jack Jack Cook had an outstanding game, the accuracy. There were only two passes, I thought, that Jack missed. 
One was the interception, and then another one was to Derek Willits at one time over on their sideline. I thought, other than those two throws, a couple of them, one was from one hash to the far hash on him there. Sam Bubonics there on our sideline. He put it right where that defender couldn't uh, knock it down. I mean, the guy had coverage on him. Sam caught it, turned it up the sideline, got us down inside the five. And then uh, Jake Chisholm goes to work in the second half, and he has a plus yard rushing day, runs for four touchdowns, and, uh, you know, just does what he does. And, and since we're passing out superlatives, in addition to the, the line play, I, I think that this might have been a, a season high for your secondary guys breaking up passes. I mean, making a play on the ball in the air, uh, it, it reminded me of this kind of stuff you see on Sundays. It, it was. Uh, Sam Broom had three broken up passes, deep balls. And uh, Joe Bubonics had one up there. Uh, Brandon Easterling had one. Elijah Smith. Uh, they were. And it's all about their eyes. We keep preaching to the guys. What, what we can't do is stare at the quarterback. You've got to have a feel for the receiver, what route he's running. And then there comes a point when your eyes get back on the ball. And uh, they were doing that at, at a very good uh, uh, technique here on Saturday. Well, 21-13 lead at the half became a 41-13 final score as the Dayton Flyers uh, improved to 5-4, and 4-3 four, four and three in the Pioneer Football League heading into what is Dayton's uh, season finale coming up on Saturday at home against Davidson. More on that, but I've alluded to these guys. Let's get a chance to meet them now as uh, we are joined by uh, two members of the offensive and defensive line, respectively. We'll start with the uh, the elder statesman of the group, Kyle Finnick, is a redshirt junior out of Semi Valley, California. Tell us about your background. What brought you to the University of Dayton? Uh, yes, I'm from Simi Valley, California, like you said. I, uh, I took many visits in high school, and as my mom would say, because she was here with me, when I stepped foot on this campus, it really had something special about it. Been to uh, many places, but you don't get the same community aspect that I saw when I first came here and came true all four years that I've been here. And it's just been awesome, and I'm glad I had the ability to come here and play football. Yeah, I think, I think the word that you hear people use is fit. Yes. Did you, did you imagine, when you were on campus for that visit, could you picture yourself being here. I could. I really could. I saw some of the guys I was introduced to, and they just seemed like the perfect guys to be around that could build me and develop me into the person that I am today after my journey through school here. Now, imagine uh, Southern California is not on your regular recruiting circuit, Rick, as far as uh, when you look to cast your net. How did you, how did you guys ever uh, cross paths and get hooked up in the first place? Well, and Kyle can expand on this here, but I, I believe he had had interest from Drake, and he went and visited Drake. He knew Drake was in the PFL, and he saw Dayton was in the PFL, and so he contacted us, uh, sent us some film, and had some of his background. We talked to him on the phone, and, and I asked him, I said, why Dayton this far, this far? And Kyle shared with me, he's a Bengals fan. And he said, that put me closer to the Cincinnati Bengals. That was kind of the, the starting point there. And I said, well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm a Browns fan, but I, 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 that won't eliminate you, Kyle. And uh, so we got Kyle out here, got to meet him and his mother on the visit there, knew he could fit in here very well. And, 
and uh, told him we had a spot for him. And uh, basically, it was Dayton and Drake, and we got the phone call that Kyle wanted to come to Dayton. Now we're certainly glad he did. We're going to learn more about uh, Kyle Finnick here coming up uh, as the program goes on. But a little bit closer uh, to Dayton is Milford, and that is uh, where uh, where, where Brian uh, Stevens called home. And uh, tell us about your high school background and what brought you to UD. Yeah, I mean, Milford kind of just a, you know, suburban Cincinnati and stuff like that. So, you know, I wasn't really sure if I was going to play uh, college football or not. So I was kind of just exploring. I had a couple offers in the PFL, but I only took one official and it was here. And kind of when I took that, met the guys, saw campus and everything. I mean, I just fell in love with the place. And, you know, everything Kyle said, same thing for me, too. So. You know, it's it's a familiar refrain we've heard before, and I tell you what, it's a song that doesn't burn out on you. It's one we like to hear, and we'll hear it over and over again through the years, hopefully. More uh, with Brian, more with Kyle, and we're also going to dig into uh, where the state football team is right now. And is this a team that is getting ready to improve before its final game? That's all coming up at the Rick Chamberlain Show. We're live from Milano's on Brown Street. The Rick Chamberlain Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to The Rick Chamberlain Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Here's the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. And welcome back to Milano's on Brown Street. Uh, we've all been uh, commenting throughout the night that the football season has gone by rather quick. And... There's just one game left on the Dayton Flyers schedule. It's coming up Saturday at home against Davidson. The Flyers uh, not able to assert themselves in the picture for a Pioneer Football League title, but they can make it interesting for the rest of the league as Davidson will come in undefeated. Now, they need to lose twice in order to have to uh, share the title with somebody else, but uh, it sure would be good to hang uh, the yeah. first loss of the season on the Wildcats. Of course, we'll talk more about that uh, that coming up. But you, you mentioned it was a near complete uh, effort on on Saturday on the road uh, at uh, Stetson. And did it did it really just start with focus? Because I, I thought on a on a really a bad travel day Friday uh, with delays and a bumpy airline airplane ride and just horrible weather. And th and those guys who had traveled two years ago there and we're probably thinking oh here we go again could have been thinking here we go again when the game was delayed five hours by a hurricane and just it was just a debacle how was what was the focus like game day uh larry it was it was very good it was very typical i, I really believe our team travels well they do uh, i mean when we go on the road to play somebody they go with a purpose it's not just to hang out with their buddies and be away from campus for a couple days. They're going with a purpose, and, and that's to play uh, a football game and to win a football game. And I thought that this trip, the guys were locked in. We didn't get to go out on a normal Friday. As you know, we are walk-through, so we're doing it in a ballroom there at the hotel. The guys were sharp. They were on top of everything. And, and throughout the, the schedule on Friday, Saturday morning, and then heading to the field. And I thought when we came out, as, as you and I talked about, a fast start. You can feel as a coach, are you ready? Two years ago, Larry, when we walked out on that field to play, uh, I just didn't feel comfortable. I really didn't. I, I just didn't feel like we were ready. 
mentally, emotionally. I felt that on Saturday. Kyle Finnick, uh, you were part of that uh, that group two years ago, and you were there Saturday. Did, did you feel a difference in just how prepared you felt, ready to go? Yeah, I really did. Uh, I'd say one word that really described the season was adaptive. And throughout all the challenges, not only with weather and just other things we've overcame, this was just another bump we knew we were going to get over. And I saw that throughout the whole trip, everyone was just, they wanted this more than anything. They wanted to come out, like Chamberlain says, 2-0. and We wanted to win these last three games. And it started with not losing our attention on what it needed to be done. And like you said, two years ago, it was a little different. You could tell a, little, a couple of the guys were a little out of it. But this year, everyone was locked in, and we knew we were going to play no matter what, and we, we were determined to win. And, and, and you and, and, and Mike Stadola, a couple of veterans in the middle of that defensive line, and you've got some young guys around you who've, who've really made some great strides, uh, both uh, interior and on the edges. Yeah. You know, what, what, what does it say about what you and Mike have done with that group through this year? Well, me and Mike especially, we've tried to set an example not only on the field but off the field, and we've really just tried to help develop everyone, and they help develop us as long as in practice we keep pushing each other and we have a, a group of guys that are really, they're really into it and they really want to get better, and we've just, they've just helped us contribute in each and every aspect of, as long as it's practice or in the game, and they've done a great job just getting better each week. Now on the offensive side of the ball, uh, uh, Brian Stevens, uh, you're, you're part of a group, and really you guys always get uh, spoken of as a group, uh, with the exception unless you get flagged for a penalty, and then everyone announces who you are, what your number is, and then you get that recognition that you don't want. Uh, although uh, my, my broadcast partner and our Hall of Fame coach, Mike Kelly, he always, I'm watching the ball, he's watching you guys. Uh, when, when the ball is snapped and, and, and so when, when you make a great block uh, you get credit for it on radio okay so that you got that going for you but as a unit when can you, is there a point in time in the season where you felt you know what I think we're really starting to click you know um, I mean obviously last week was probably across the board our best game but I mean kind of just going through I mean being a young group and everybody um, you know having some injuries having to throw a couple young you know younger guys sophomore guys um, in there and you know those guys have stepped up I mean me and David catch um, George Finelli I mean we've really tried to you know off season stuff like that make great strides with the you know everybody is you never know you know when you're gonna get in um, but I really think probably you know Marist kind of I don't know if it something kind of clicked there too and then kind of post then everything's been kind of I don't know if it's been prep work and stuff like that with everybody but everybody's kind of been in tune and kind of you know being familiar with everybody playing together now that I really think it's kind of coming together so your position coach Josh Hendershot is uh there's a guy that he he's he has played that position in uh not that someone can't be a good position coach having just experienced football in another way themselves, but does it help you guys that that he has literally walked the walk and talked the talk with you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he, he sees different things we do. You know, sometimes it's just kind of a, a feeling thing out, but, you know, also practice not having to, you know, pause and be able to, you know, look over stuff to see what they're doing. I mean, he knows exactly, you know, what to be doing, you know, whether it not be, you know, exactly technique stuff, individually guys, I mean, it's going to be different. So him being able to adapt with us and, 
you know, us kind of, you know, running through the motions and, you know, building that muscle memory that, you know, he's acquired and he, all his, you know, several techniques and stuff like that has really, really helped us. Let's pay a dividend as the State and Flyer team is uh, poised to finish strong in the finale against Davidson, the uh, defending champs in the spring and undefeated atop the PFL standings. We'll learn more about the Wildcats. We'll learn more about uh, our two uh, student athletes, Kyle Finnick and Ryan Stevens, as we've got just half of the final Rick Chamberlain show coming up live from Milano's on Brown Street. The Rick Chamberlain Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to The Rick Chamberlain Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Here's the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hansgen. Hey, that's me. They just said so. Uh, <laughs> and I'm here at the uh, Rick Chamberlain Show. It's the last one of this uh, Flyer football season as uh, we're here at Milano's on Brown Street. And just because the show wraps up tonight, uh, you still keep coming to Milano's. Uh, whether it's a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday, a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, always a great place to, for a dinner, for lunch, or just to, just to gather, hang out with your friends. Um, Dayton, one game left. It's uh, against Davidson coming up uh, Sunday. And uh, before we get into the specifics of uh, the matchup against Davidson, uh, it's senior day. Mm -hmm. And so you, you're going to be honoring your seniors at halftime. One of those seniors uh, will receive the Lieutenant Andy Zuli Award. Um, we always, we've, we've gone over this every year, Rick, and we'll continue to go through it every year to tell people why that award is so important. Larry, what it does, it, it just is the total flyer. Uh, what is being a flyer football player all about? It's not just about talent on the football field. It's about those individuals that do things right, do things right in the classroom, on the football field, off the field, in his community, the leadership that he has amongst his, his teammates. It, it, it's that complete player. And Larry, we've said this time and time, it's hard, it's hard. We got 21 seniors this year. And every time, every season when we announce an Andy Zuli Award winner, there could have been a dozen other guys that would have won that award and it would have fit them. So that is coming up at halftime of the game on Sunday. And uh, between now and then, that individual will be selected. But you've got a football game to prepare for. And I, I said very early on the program, is this a Dayton football team that can be improving heading into its final game. It, it can, Larry. Like we, we said earlier, we played very well Saturday, but we still had a couple hiccups there. And, and what better way to finish up a season than to play your best game all year in all phases, playing uh, offense, defense, special teams, playing with energy and emotion and having fun out there in front of the Flyer fans. That, that's what we're wanting to do because it's number three in the, the, the end of the season here. That's what we said about three weeks ago. We wanted to take one, each one uh, each week there, and we've gotten two of them. Now we've got to get this third one because now that's momentum going into the winter months. Uh, it's much better to end on a winning note and feeling positive and getting excited about getting back to the work that we need to do to prepare for next season. Kyle Finnick is a guy who's had, uh, you know, a year disrupted by the pandemic. Uh, but you, you know, you've been in this program for, for four years now. Um, and now here, all of a sudden, there's a week where you go, well, 
tomorrow's my last Tuesday practice for a while. My last Wednesday practice coming up. I mean, does it does it hit you this week a little different uh, than uh, than in previous years? Yeah, it really does because regardless if I make my decision to come back, not everyone that's going to be there will be there next year. Because a lot of the guys are moving on. So I know not just for me, but to play for them and win this next one would mean the world, to be honest. You know, Brian Stevens, it'd be, it could be easy for you uh, to say, well, gosh, you know, I got a lot of football left to play at the U University of Dayton. But, you know, this, this week's just any other week. But does it feel like there's, is there a sense of urgency on your part? I mean, yes and no. I mean, ultimately, I mean, I think we want to send, you know, those seniors that, you know, don't want to come back for, you know, that extra season on a good note because we don't um, want to leave them, you know, on a, on a bad game or something like that. But, I mean, ultimately, you know, then I only have, you know, one more year left. So this will be, you know, the last game junior year. Then I'm, you know, then I'm a senior. And then, you know, that, that clock starts expiring pretty quickly after that. So, um, I mean, yes and no. So. If someone walked in uh, making a campus visit, maybe they show up at a game uh, maybe, well, this Saturday. Maybe they're standing on the sideline before the game, and, and they were to ask you, hey, Brian, does it go quick? Oh, it, it sure <laughs> does. I mean, me, I mean, going through junior year, I mean, obviously, you know, COVID taken away, you know, sophomore year, I mean, it's kind of gone by, gone by and, you know, kind of a snap. I mean, you know, I was talking early just this season. I mean, it's probably my fastest one so far throughout my career, too. So... You know, Kyle, with all that, um, it would have been really easy for the band to break up, if you, you know, as you would say, for the drummer to say, hey, I wrote some songs, and then all of a sudden everyone goes in their different directions. What's kept you guys together through all this? Uh, really just the bond between the guys. I know not only on the field just playing together, but off the field. You can ask anyone, especially in my class and his class, we spend a lot of time together. We do not only our studying, but... We hang out with each other all the time, watch games, and that has really kept us together and just kept a positive mentality within the group. So as coaches, this has been a challenge. Uh, you know, I, I look at this season as not just a season, but really the culmination of two years. Um, what's it been like for the coaching staff to keep this between the ditches and the train on the track for two years? Larry, I can honestly say the amount of, of – of attention and energy that was needed over these last couple of years can't compare to any season I've ever been involved in. I mean, in all my years, these last two years, it, we've had to do different things. We've had to learn new things and, and, and implement new things to really keep this connected. It'd been very easy, okay guys, here we're gonna do a little bit of this, we wanna do a little bit of that during the course of these last two years. But to have a plan and to use it and to really keep that connection with your players, that takes extra effort in the seasons that we've had the last couple of years here. Even leading into this fall season, things that had to be a little different. And so I'm very proud of the coaching staff that we have here at Dayton. This can't be just a one-man plan. It's a collection of all of our guys that are on this staff here. And, and I'm very proud of how things have turned out. Record-wise, yeah, we'd want to be better. We should be better. But that's not taken away from the, the good times and, and also the execution and the playing that we have seen over the course of these nine games so far. 
I, I know you guys like to keep it fresh, and but at the same time, you're very much uh, creatures of habit. You've got this, this, and this is those habits, the uh, you know the the, the regularity, uh, the structure the, upon which this program has uh, been built. It was it wasn't there, it, and through no fault of, of anyone. So. Is there anything that you had to do from an adaptive standpoint? And, and that adaptive was, a, I stole that word from Kyle because he, he brought it up earlier because they adapted. So as coaches, you, you had to adapt. Anything that you've, you've, set, you've done a, to adapt, you're saying, well, that's a good thing. We should just maybe keep doing that from now on. Larry, I can tell you uh, wholeheartedly, it's the use of technology. It really is. I, and I'm an old guy, and Zoom and this and that is, is not my, my uh, uh, choice. But I've learned to like it. And I think the players have found out ways to help them become better players and us to be better coaches in the usage of technology more than just watching film. Uh, I, I really do. Going through that year last season, we learned how to do some meetings and and, and also in improvement in our knowledge and techniques and things through technology. And we're going to continue that. With recruiting, we're going to continue that. We learn new things about how to do recruiting than the old standard, meet them in the school, bring them on campus, and that's it. There's, there's other ways that you can really connect with people through technology here that I think is going to make our program even better. I'm guessing uh, in, the, in the future, recruits aren't going to be mailing in the postcards in the summer, detailing their, their summer workouts. Not going to do that anymore? No, uh, we, we've stepped up a bit okay, from no, that. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I tell you what, uh, we've gotten a, a good feel for what, uh, uh, what Kyle Finnick and Brian Stevens have been able to do for the state and football team on the field. But there's, that's just a small part of who they are. We'll learn more when we continue. It's the Rick Chamberlain Show, live from Milano's on Brown Street. The Rick Chamberlain Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to the Rick Chamberlain Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Here's the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. Hey, welcome back to the Rick Chamberlain Show, our last show of this Flyer football season with one game remaining Saturday, the uh, regular season and the home finale against Davidson. A noon kickoff. It's a little earlier than you might have seen on original schedules that came out, but a noon kickoff on Saturday against the Wildcats. Dayton coming off of uh, two wins, the last home game of... 38-31 win over Butler. Then last week on the road at Stetson, uh, 41-13. Flyers trying to make it a, a trifecta to wrap up the season. Before we get into the specifics of Saturday's game, we'll learn a little bit more about our two uh, football players and student athletes who are with us here. Kyle Fennick, uh, redshirt junior out of Simi Valley, California. What's your, uh, what are you studying at the University of Dayton? I'm currently a sports management major. Okay, with the thought of doing what? Uh, one day I hope to actually coach myself, so that's my goal. I'd love to coach defensive line in the future, so that's what I'm working towards hopefully one day. Okay, and uh, we talked before we went on the air that uh, you've got a decision, though, coming up about, uh, about your future. Uh, you have that option to play some more football. Yes, so I haven't really made too much thought about it yet just because I want to finish up the season strong and continue to improve, but 
I definitely know that it is for debate. I know there's definitely a possibility of me staying. I just have to talk to my family and everything about finances and all of that. But if I do choose to stay, I would do the fall, spring, fall, where I get two more seasons in. All right. And uh, when you're not playing football and you're not in the classroom or the library, what, what do you do to enjoy yourself here? Um, I, here on campus? Well, in, in the or Dayton general. area. Or just or in general. In general, well, we love playing basketball at my house, so that's definitely the biggest thing. We get a group of about 10 guys to play five on five, and uh, that'd be our biggest thing that we love to do. But at the same time, at my house, we love watching movies and shows, so okay. we always got something new to watch. All right, who's the best basketball player on the team? On our team, uh, it's a tough one. Either it's up for debate, but I've heard uh, Dow's very good and Cook's very good himself. Okay. Jack Cook again. He's, he's, he's the best golfer, now the best batter. <laughs> he's pretty solid, I've heard. I haven't got to play with him. I know Dow's very good. Okay. All right. So um, we know a little bit more about uh, Kyle Finnick, and uh, we'll anxiously wait to see what his future holds. He's got a bright one regardless of what he does, and uh, will make a great uh, coach someday uh, once his playing days are over. Brian Stevens uh, is a uh, redshirt freshman. Uh, you are studying what at the University of Dayton? Uh, so I'm studying, my major is uh, health science, and I have a concentration of exercise movement sciences. Okay, is, is, is that to prepare for a career in physical therapy, uh, personal training? What, do you, what are you thinking? Haven't really decided yet. Um, what I ultimately want to do, I think I want to get my uh, certifications in strength conditioning because I think down the line, I think I want to possibly like open up my own gym and, you know, possibly do some training on the side. But, um, you know, I'm kind of looking towards, you know, medical device or pharmaceutical sales as well, too. So that may be, uh, you know, looking at some minors and, you know, business admin or, you know, something like that as well. What's the what's the best thing you've learned from strength coach Mark Toby since you've been here? Oh, um, I mean, ultimately, I would just say, you know, you got to get in the weight room. You know, sometimes a lot of lifts, it's just about the movement. It's not about the weight. I mean, a lot, I think a lot of guys take the heart that's like, oh, you know, Finnick benches more than me or whatever. And, you know, I think a lot of guys end up hurting themselves that way. So, I mean, I think it, ultimately, I mean, it's kind of just a process and stuff like that where if you can really fine-tune a lot of things, it can really benefit you. All right, Dan. For fun, what's uh, Brian Stevens do? You know, ultimately, I'd, I – I'm a big gamer, so I would say, you know, some video games and stuff like that. But, you know, me and the roommates and stuff like that, we get out, go to the rack, play basketball, you know, among our class, um, you know, do a lot of five-on-five, five, you know, try to do a lot of that as well. So, All right. Uh, well, uh, we know a little bit more about Brian Stevens. Now let's find out about the foe on Saturday. Davidson Wildcats, um, in, in, under the current coaching regime, they came in. Kind of redid their program, installed a new offense. They still run that wishbone, Coach? It, it is, Larry, but it, it's not a true wishbone. They've really evolved since we played them in 19. They're still doing a, I mean, 18. They're still doing a few of the things, but I, I tell you, they're a machine. Uh, they've got people going every which way. They've got an assortment of, of formations and things. They probably have about five, six plays that they run but they come at you at all different angles out of different formations there. And, and I tell you, as I said, they're very efficient on offense. Defensively, very sound, very basic. Brian can tell you, they're not all flash or anything. They're very disciplined in what they're doing, and they just run to the ball. 
So that's why they're winning. They, they know what they're doing and they're executing it. Well, and obviously the success, with success comes confidence. And then, boy, once you get that, then as a coaching staff, you've got buy-in to what you're asking a, a team to do. That's exa exactly right. They see that what you're telling them is working on the football field. And, and that just makes it grow and their momentum is going. Uh, I tell you, you just watch their film. They play fast. They really do. They've got good athletes, but there's no uh, uh, wasted motion. Very precise, both on offense and defense. And, of course, Davidson, they got smart young men, uh, just like at Dayton here. And so they know what they're doing and what they need to do. And Coach Abel, their head coach, he's been at it for a long time. He knows this offense. And uh, he's really building something there at Davidson. Not that it's not important every week, but is this a really important preparation week when it comes to assignment football? Oh, it, we talked about it last night with the defense there. Discipline. We've got to be disciplined. When you're playing this team, uh, it's not just one individual that can hurt you on a play. On the same play, there's three or four different people that can, can hurt you, whether it's the dive back, whether it's quarterback, whether it's a receiver that you let run by y'all in the play action. So we've got to be very uh, focused in on what we need to do at each position there. All right, uh, a big preparation, preparation week ahead. And then the big game uh, coming up on Saturday. It's the season finale against Davidson again. Early kickoff at noon. Uh, Pre-game coverage with Mike Kelly and me will begin at 11.30. And again, at halftime, uh, one of those 21 Flyer seniors who will be honored in pre-game ceremonies, one of them will be named Lieutenant Andy Zuli Award winner, the most prestigious honor in Dayton football, and we'll have live coverage of that for you as well. We've had fun this season at Milano's. Thanks to our uh, hosts here who have been outstanding in taking care of us. Thanks to you listeners. And tonight, our engineer-producer, Chris Hartley, and of course, our student athletes, Kyle Finnick and Brian Stevens, and the coach, Rick Chamberlain. I'm Larry Hanskin. Have a great week, everyone. Go Flyers.